Thank you all for joining us on the podcast today. We know there's a lot of uncertainty in the market with COVID-19 and some of the complexity and challenges it's bringing us in all of our businesses with the future and uncertainty of certain projects moving forward. But hopefully you can have a little outlet with this podcast. And even though from a national media perspective, there's a lot of negativity out there, we're seeing a lot of good and opportunity. So we're a believer that things will turn around um, here shortly and good things are to come. And uh, today on the podcast, we brought on Jenny Comenda. And Jenny is super talented. For any of you that already know her, you know that. Uh, she's super successful, has many, many different businesses, and has a great background on marketing and social media and blogging, and especially with her background in the magazine industry. Just, she just had so much to offer. And a quick bio on Jenny, she's the founder of Juniper Home, which is a Phoenix-based interiors and media and products company. And since 2007, Jenny has been sharing her favorite design products and ideas on her blog, The Little Green Notebook. In 2017, she launched her fast-growing print shop with the goal to provide affordable, beautiful art in an accessible way. Jenny's interior design work and home products have been featured in publications ranging from House Beautiful, NHGTV, to Vogue, and the Wall Street Journal. She's a contributing editor for Domino Magazine and was named as a designer to watch by Elle Decor and was dubbed the reigning queen of accessible design by Better Homes and Gardens. So as you can tell, there's a lot that she can offer. So definitely enjoy this episode with her. So welcome today to Construction Podcast. And today we are very fortunate to have Jenny Comenda on. So welcome, Jenny. Hi, Brad. Thanks for having me. Super excited so to be here. Well, we're excited to have you. You know, it. I, I know how busy you are with all the different ventures <laughs> and companies. And, uh, you know, we were talking just before the podcast about, uh, you know, kids at home. So you have your hands <laughs> definitely full right now. Lots of kids. I have four kids at home right now. So yeah, we're we're trying to juggle it all and, you know, keep keep the zombie apocalypse at bay. Well, <laughs> I got my own you. zombie apocalypse happening at home. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for making time, Jenny. And, you know, as we dive into this, you know, one thing that I've always been fascinated about you and your firm is, you know, you have all this experience in blogging and rehab and tier design and magazine contribution. So I, I, I wanted to go a little different today and start off with your magazine and marketing experience. So how could a company better market their firm? Oh, I think that's an amazing question. Um, yeah, I've done a little bit of it all, um, or a lot of it all. I started my career back in 2007. Um, I started a blog and an interior design firm, and um, it was interesting to sort of work with magazines um, before the crash in 2008. And um, I, I could see, I got a, a little taste of what the old school magazine way was like. Um, and then uh, there was a really interesting, I mean, there's been so many changes over the last decade plus. Um, but I would, I think that one of, you know, obviously the biggest thing is just like with magazines is they, they had to shift quite a bit um, to adjust to the digital changes, the technology changes and the way that people consume media and content. Um, and so you don't see a lot of these like huge shoots anymore where they send out a team of stylists and photographers and an editor. Like that's just, there's just not really a budget for that. So, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of the magazines that we love have, have, have shuttered or have changed, um, quite a bit. And the interesting shift, and I saw this probably more, you know, I think I started doing a lot of work with magazines in, I think it was 2010, 2009, 2010, um, when some of the the smarter, more flexible and nimble uh, media companies were realizing that the direction was moving toward digital and that they needed to bring on contributors that that really had a handle on digital content and how to work with brands in more of a, a, a sponsored content sort of way, like integrated sponsor content, um, rather than just standalone ads that just weren't performing or weren't as um, as valuable anymore. So um, I think that sort of that the combination of the blogging and interior design experience and then working with with magazines kind of gave me this this interesting insight into into how to uh, how to work with brands, which I think is has really been sort of the underlying foundation of my career um, and the importance 
of uh, customer facing marketing. Um, and we have so much opportunity to do that, like an overwhelming amount of opportunity to connect with our with our clientele and and with other brands um, through all of our social media. So I think that I think we're going to probably talk a lot about social media today, but obviously, um, I think I, I think you're doing an amazing job, Brad, with your with your social media. And I think that um, it, it's kind of a make or break it thing anymore. It's not a luxury thing. It's a it's a absolutely day one the day you start your business. You need to be I, all in on social media. Yeah, I think that's such great advice. It's funny, you know, the more people I talk to that are involved in marketing and have a, a really deep background like you do, Jenny, as they always say, mm-hmm. you, you know, you see that everyone has their smartphone and everyone's, especially now, right, we're all on lockdown at home. And so, mm-hmm. you know, everyone, if, if you're not, if you don't have a presence on social media, if you're not spending time there, you know, you're going to miss on clientele. And so many people are using these platforms, you know, to make yeah. decisions, consumer decisions now. Yeah, I, I would I would say that you could get the, the most amazing feature in any sort of print publication um, in the world, and it does it does nothing for you unless you have the social media to back it up. So it's just, it, like I said, like it's not it's not an if it's it's an absolute like must have. So you know I think I think that's an important thing to sort of be budgeting for as you're trying to scale your business. So, so let me ask you this, Jenny. You made the comment. You talked about sponsored content. You know, as these magazines have evolved. And so, what yeah. what do you mean by that? You know, are 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 you speaking about that the um the person that they're working with that they're doing their own photography and help for the magazine, or, or what did you define that as? Yeah. So the way that magazines, uh, their biggest reven- revenue stream right now. I mean, you know, the standalone the standalone banner. You know, the the single page ads that that magazines. Those those the price for those is has plummeted. And what brands really f- have found over, you know, 10 years of data now is that the 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 moving like the content that moves the, their audiences the most is integrated content, content that has to do with people, content that has a, a story behind it. And so I think that um, you, what you're seeing, you know, if you, a quick flip through any magazine, you'll see a lot of designers or a lot of like social media personalities that are sort of representing, um, there's, there'll be a really beautiful styled image of a room or, you know, for example, like, like I was just on a call a couple of days ago with a window company who uh, they, they were calling, you know, it was with a, a magazine that I do a lot of contributing work for. Um, the magazine, they reached out to the magazine, magazine and they said, do you have a designer who uh, w- is working on a project where we could integrate this type of window with this, you know, with these, with these color options and this, you know, this style of, of grill mm-hmm. or whatever, you know? And so they reach out to a couple of designers and then we hop on a call with the brand and say, okay, I'm working on this project with this work, you know, we send images back and forth. And then what happens is, uh, you know, they'll donate product and they'll pay a sponsorship fee for uh, obviously to the magazine. And then, and then uh, that some of that, not often, but, but sometimes um, that there's a fee that trickles down depending, depending on what's negotiated. And if you're doing this often, you definitely should have an agent that's negotiating a higher rate for you. As, right. as the talent, right? Um, but you basically, they include a photo of you in the space with with the branded content. And they're seeing that these advertorial campaigns perform so much better than just like a static styled, you know, typical advertising image that you used to see back in the day. So it's just kind of this really interesting layered, like there's more people involved, but there's much more of a story and then a brand, you know, like that combo of brands coming together. You know, you make some great points there because I, I continue to hear the term, you know, this emotional journey, and that's what yeah. people are looking to find, right? So you look yeah. at these influencers yeah. on social media, which you and I are pretty active on there. And so the people that are really successful, you know, they have these emotional journeys and they kind of create this captive audience. And that's mm-hmm. so really magazines and, and any branding is looking for people such as yourself, Jenny, to say, hey, you're, you're a mom, you're a female mm-hmm. entrepreneur, right? And you have this amazing talent and you can put all this together and it really creates this vibe where people can relate you know, to you. And so it makes yeah. them more inclined to, to purchase that product. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that um, it's sort of this like internal tug of war for me because I'm, I'm actually a quite private person. <laughs> <laughs> and so I get it, you know, people will be like, I really, I understand that I need to be more, you know, 
I feel like vulnerable is our vulnerability is like such a buzzword, you know, in the world today. But like, I think that, you know, what's what we have to be really careful about is that we're not like creating like false vulnerability or, or like sort of inventing drama or whatever to like, you know, like, whatever, like you, like people just want simple, honest, real you know, insight into what your day is like and what your expertise is, you know? And I think that one shift that I've really seen over over the last 13 years of my career is that, you know, the design business in particular was super secretive back in the day. It was all about the secrets that you had and all about the the relation to, you know, those those secret sources that you had and, and how to keep it tight. And like people would hire you because of that insight into your connection, you know? And mm-hmm. now I'm finding that there are, there should be no secrets that like, you know, you absolutely should be sharing everything that you are doing because the secret sauce now is, is, is you being the, uh, the, the fount of information, you know, people, people want to see you as, as like, as like the source, you know? And I think that that is the coolest thing about having all of our phones in our pocket is that we can, we can, we don't need these like middlemen anymore. We don't really need magazines. Like it's cool to have those opportunities. And absolutely when those opportunities come or when you're able to get a meeting at the table or whatever, you should pursue that because there's a lot of good that comes from the, like the bigger uh, sort of stamp of approval from the giant media companies or whatever. That's awesome. But we don't, you don't really need it. Like everyone has access to, to the world of, of people who are just like hungry for content and want to know what it's like to be, uh, you know, a high-end general contractor or, or what it's like to be a blogger. Like I share a lot of behind the scenes of, uh, of this sort of stuff. Like there's not a lot of like, <laughs> like not, not a lot of secrets here. Like I talk a lot about, you know, sort of pull the curtain back on, on business. And I think, I think that's where people get connected. They get, they get invested in you, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to share super, super private stuff. It's just, it's just being willing to be open, you know? Yeah. I love that you shared that because what's, what's important is I I've seen that in our industry too. I mean, design's very similar. Construction is very similar where it was kind of a closed vest type of industry and people weren't open and sharing, you know, social media has changed that. And what, what's interesting is someone like you, Jenny, even if you're sharing your secrets and thought process and, you know, all your little tips and techniques, you know, that, you're still going to always have success because you're you. People want you. They 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 love your style. They love your personality. They love your branding. And so even if there's copycats out there, you know, trying to steal those tips, they're not you. And that's where people need to have maybe a little more confidence that, um, yeah. Hey, yeah, share my tips, share my secrets. You know, I want to be influential. Mm-hmm. I want to build this. I want to help people. I want to help the industry. And, yeah. and it'll set you as um, like an influencer right in your industry. Yeah, I would say if that's something you struggle with, where you're where you're looking to the left and right always, and and bothered by people doing what you're doing, like that's something you need to, <laughs> you Get gotta let go of. Yeah, yeah, you have to work through that and just recognize that that's 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 just sort of the name of the game right now, you know. Yeah. So let me ask you this, Jenny. You know, you had mentioned the comment a little bit earlier about you know working with brands and you know how influential that's been. So how, you know, how did that kind of take place, and how have you started? that relationship with so many different brands that you're working with now? Yeah, you know, um, so I've been doing it almost my entire career. And um, the thing that I think that I've seen um, happen a lot um, is that um, I think that it's really important to make sure that you're taking care of the brand. Um, And when I say that, um, I think that as an influencer, it's really easy to um, focus on your own personal brand first. And, um, and I think that um, it, what happens is that you, um, you sort of like undercut uh, what the, the, the goal of the brand is, the brand that's hiring you to, uh, to create that sponsor content. And so um, in, in the name of making sure that your own story is getting told first, and you're telling it the way that you need to tell it. So um, I say all that, and then I want to take a step back for just a second and say that um, me, I've been through so much, you know, as far as like, you know, doing client work and then working with magazines and then flipping houses and owning product. And I've tried a little bit of everything. And, um, and I, I'm grateful for that journey because I've, I've learned about, you know, the nuances of all of all of those, those business funnels. Um, but I think that, um, that it's really important to kind of pick a lane, you know, and, um, and figure out 
figure out quickly who, like what you want to do, especially as a designer. Designers are faced with so many amazing opportunities right now. A lot of designers that I know that have only ever done high-end work are being presented with these opportunities to work with brands in advertorial content or on their own sites or on their own Instagram feeds. If they're, if they're, you know, if they've got a large following, brands are going to come. You know, really, I think any anyone who has more than 10,000 followers and is able to do a swipe up, you're probably you're probably getting opportunities coming to your DMs into your inbox already. So I think that um, it's I just want to I talk a lot about this on my stories, but I think it's really important for everyone to figure out what you want to do, because uh, working with brands is a full time job. It's a yeah, lot it of is, work. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot of back and forth. It's a lot of, you know, and, and and like I said a few minutes ago here, it's really important to make sure that that brand is getting the content that they need out of you um, because, uh, you know, they, they talk to, uh, to each other and other brands and PR companies talk about, you know, and about your, the way that, you know, how easy you are to work with or what your engagement has been and what your conversion has been. And um, if you're wanting to be an influencer in any meaningful way, which is a great job, by the way, like you can, you can make a great income with that. Um, you need to make sure that you're taking care of the brand. And when you layer in all of the client work and all the, the other, the other concerns you have about promoting your own brand and pushing that in the story of your own brand forward, it gets a little muddy, you know? And so mm -hmm. I, I would just be careful, you know, as people are listening, you know, this new world of digital marketing, lots, everyone's getting opportunities. Don't be, don't be <laughs> seduced by the siren song. If that's not, if that's not your goal, I think if your end goal is really to stay in the lane of design or to stay whatever your, you know, whatever your lane is, um, you have to, you just have to be careful. You have to be careful about what you take on and, and, you know, make some calls about, about what, what you want to be doing there. I think early on I had decided that my design business was always going to support um, my personal brand and the brand that I was building rather than, the design business being my main source of revenue. I've, I discovered that I had more opportunities with influencer marketing and with um, and now with my own personal product lines um, that I just sort of I'm using these this design content to support um, sales of, uh, you know, of my own of my own product and then with with other brands. And so it's kind of like, what's the driver? You have to pick what, what the what the priority is and then, and then make sure that everything's supporting the priority. So, so I love that insight, Jenny. So what, what you're alluding to is, you know, whether you're using the social media or the influencer side to kind of bolster your business, or mm -hmm. are you using your business as a backdrop, you know, to continue to push that influencer, you know, in your uh, personal branding? Absolutely. Yeah. You got to figure that out. Yeah, that's good advice. And so let me ask you this, because one thing that I think uh, for anyone listening that hasn't worked with brands, you know, and, and you made the comment that it's a lot of work and people don't realize that because when a brand reaches out and they're saying, okay, Jenny, we want you to do, you know, and, and I won't call any specific brand, but let's just say it's a product. And so your responsibility as an influencer, I mean, they want you to create the content. They want you to create the script and the text and then the video and and all this stuff that has to then get sent to them for approval and they may want edits. And so a lot of people don't realize the time that goes behind the scenes, right? So is that something that you're managing yourself? Do you have someone on your team to help you kind of put that content together? Yeah, I know I have a team that, that helps with that. It is so much work, Brad. It, it's, I think that it's really, really easy to, um, to sort of look at what, what, you know, the output of an influencer and think, oh, what a cushy job, you know, but it's, Easily. Right. They think you're just writing you a check like, hey, oh, Jenny, yeah. here's, yeah, here's five grand. Go post on Instagram yeah. today. Yeah. It's not yeah. No, no, no. Like every single I, I, I would say every single bit of uh, sponsored content takes at least 40 hours of administrative back and forth. Like it's so, so, so much back and forth, especially these bigger um, like that window project I was telling you about. Like that's going to be months of work. And so, um, you know, the more you do it, the more you're able to sort of like dial in what the right pricing is and, you know, working with an agent obviously helps you make sure that you're you're getting uh, the right amount and getting an amount that can support a team um, because I I don't know how you could you could do it full-time without at least one support person um, I've got I've got 
three people that are helping me um, with with various levels of like you know it's kind of messy because we have we integrate our design into our into our branded content so um, but but it's really really helpful to have somebody who's always moving the needle and is kind of that like client facing um, um, point of contact for them so that I can be focusing on how to make that content organic and share it in a way that that feels true to my brand but also really helps support the product of the of the that we're selling for the brand Absolutely. And, and also at a level that their executives want and, and yeah. will stand behind and then, and then feature, right? Yeah. And I would say too, if you, if you're mostly just focusing on Instagram content, you might not, you know, I, I don't want people to feel like I can't do any influencer content if I don't have a full-time employee supporting me there. Um, it helps a lot, but I think that that's something you could work toward. Absolutely. Well, no, that's good advice, Jenny. So mm-hmm. let me ask you this. I mean, you've had a lot of success blogging, right? Is that something that you're still doing right now? Yeah, we are. We, we, we post two to three blog posts a, a week. Um, and, you know, I think that where, where I'm imagining you're leading with this is should people have a blog right now? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have very mixed feelings about whether or not it's worth the time. Um, just like what we were talking about with influencer content, like the blog, uh, running a blog is an insane amount of work. It is so, so, so much time. Um, I think that it's really helpful for SEO and for uh, obviously for Pinterest, Um, you know, when all of your pins are coming from your Instagram feed, um, you lose a little bit of the momentum where people are interacting with your brand. But again, it's almost like you have to start with the end in mind, like what's on your site anyway? Like, what are you selling? Are you selling yourself? Are you selling a product? Um, If you're selling a product, you might you might want to start a blog so that you get people to your website through Pinterest, you know, through the content that you're sharing on Pinterest, if that makes sense. Um, but if you're, if you're just selling yourself as a, in, in the service industry, you're probably fine with just like having a really tight Instagram feed that people can then come and really get a feel for you and your work and what it's like to work with you as a service provider. So it really depends on what your product is. So let me ask you this then. I mean, you speak a lot about Pinterest. Um, how, how are you integrating your blog with Pinterest? Yeah, Pinterest is a huge traffic driver for us. So we really gear all of our blog content toward um, toward making sure that, uh, that the image that we're sort of promoting is really, really pinnable, which is like we've learned there's all sorts of co- – there's an insane like psychology behind um, what people are more likely to repin as like as deep down into like the the like how zoomed in the photo is or what color your the is primarily featured in the image and how much text overlay is shared and if it's like horizontal versus a vertical layout and like I mean it's it's a real like <laughs> it's a science it's pretty crazy and you know a lot of it's trial and error and finding out like what connects with your audience but like I think I think that uh, if you're trying to get people to your site there's nothing like Pinterest. I love that so so you really have it down to science as you mentioned I mean you're looking at you know the all the photos you put put on how zoomed it is the text overlay you mentioned and so and and a lot of us who work on these social media platforms you know and i i don't spend a lot of time on pinterest that's something that Mm -hmm. we need to do um i'm you know i'm I'm sure it'll be beneficial and i know a lot of contractors are on there whereas you know instagram and linkedin have been something we've chased more um so Mm -hmm. how could any business kind of utilize pinterest to help better their business from what you've seen and, and done yeah yeah, I think that um, it's just, it's super easy. It's actually, it's not an intimidating um, thing. You can spend 30 minutes a day. And I think that you'll see that those 30 minutes will really move the needle as far as traffic. Um, I think you need to figure out who your, who your um, target audience is. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's a, if it's a woman who is um, you know doing doing the work there to to try to figure out you know who they want to use as a designer, um, which when I when I was doing a lot more client work, it was always it was always um, women who were reaching out for the most part. I did have one guy, <laughs> and then his wife followed too. Um, but you you it's it's a lot of women on the Pinterest platform, and I I don't actually know the demographics of LinkedIn, but. I'm sure that's a, a probably more of a male audience or maybe it's 50 50. But um, if mostly if you're finding that you're getting most of your you know interest from 
from women, I think you really should think about Pinterest. And um, it's a quick thing to do. It's it's easy, you know, it's an easy add-on, a plugin that you can add to your site so um, or to to your computer, so that basically any image you hover over, a pin it button will um, sort of auto-populate, and then you just quickly pin it and put it on one of your boards, and then you can promote it. And I would say that you know, ads is a whole nother thing that we can talk about for like hours. <laughs> That's a different podcast. But, um, you know, Pinterest ads are more affordable than Facebook. They don't, I wouldn't say they convert quite as well as Facebook does because the back end um, sort of technology with Facebook is just so dialed in and Pinterest is trying to catch up with that a little bit. But if your audience, if your target audience is on Pinterest, the ads perform well. That's good advice. So you could utilize the ad software and, and you know pay for yeah. ads if you want pay for play with pinterest yeah. and have especially if that's your demographic yeah you know and the interesting thing about pinterest too is that it's really it's really used as a search engine um and so and we're such a i think increasingly we're such a visual um we just visual we're visual people we're a visual society and we don't take the time we don't really have the like sort of the patience or the bandwidth anymore to sit and read as much, you know, and like, so for, for the most part, I think that a lot of people, you know, if they're trying to find a designer, if they're getting ready to build a new home, they're going to Pinterest first, you know, they're, mm -hmm. they're searching for ideas there. And so you want, you really, you know, we have to sort of like lean into that visual um, sort of trend there where we're really, you know, showing people with their eyes and seeing sort of like getting them to your site and getting them to your work. Um, um, through the, the the visual elements, and to me, I think that that just sort of underscores the absolute importance of getting really good photos of your work. Like that is like a number one goal. Like more, even more than the paycheck for me, it's more important to get good photos. You know what's funny, Jenny, is that Seth and I, I'm such a believer in. We're totally in line with that. I, you know, I tell people all the time, get good photos. And and from my industry, I see on social media platforms, some of these builders throughout the country, and they have the most amazing work that I can see, but the picture is either taken with the iPhone or bad lighting or it's yeah. blurry. And and I just sit there thinking if this was a professional photo yeah. from a professional photographer and they actually spent the money on that, I mean, it, it's so powerful and it speaks so much. And, you know, it, there, yeah, there's an investment. Yeah, photographed, it didn't happen, you know? Yeah. And think about it, Jenny. I mean, in a bad way, like it, it's it's almost the worst case scenario because it shows it shows a lack of awareness and a lack of professionalism. I think. Yeah, and and to that point, I mean, think about it. You know, the picture is one thing, but what people don't realize is the two years before that picture was taken, all the time of design yeah. and thought and pre-construction and then you know execution to. All this work that got you know goes in, and at the very end, you're kind of taking a shortcut and not really optimizing all that work. Oh, it's like quitting right before the finish line. It really, yeah. it's, it's seriously, it's rough. It's rough, and I think that um, the smartest people, the smartest designers, the smartest contractors, the smartest people in this field who are trying who are trying to get more business through those that imagery, those people are thinking about that finish line from day one, from from meeting one. They're they're talking about those photos and the importance of those photos and thinking about you know, who they're going to hire as a photographer, what kind of, you know, that's a relationship that you need to nurture and, you know, who you can use if there's not a designer on board or if there is, it's like, it's like talking to them about using, you know, greenery, fresh florals, who's going to be in the photos, you know, like it's important to have some people in, in your feed, you know, you should be in your feed. If you sh I shouldn't be able to scroll through your feed uh, one swipe without seeing at least one face. So it, that it, I think that it's really important to get that like human element. And so really like that to me, every time we start a project, we're thinking about those photos from second one. Like how, what's the, what's the shot here? How can we make this more, more interesting? Like how can we, how can we add some like real, you know, story behind this? It's, and, and I, you know, to swing it back to the magazines, like that's what they're looking for right now. It's like, they're looking for human interest. They're looking for something, a story. They're looking for something interesting. They're looking for a unique point of view. And really, that's only told through photos. So if you're if you're quitting before the photos happen, like you you might not understand the importance of professional photography, but you just need to take the advice of other people and, and just really commit to it, invest in it, get a professional photographer, get a professional stylist, and get a lot of photos, a lot of photos, and then you can use those photos for years to come. You know what I love, Jenny, is it's funny. The the very first question I asked you, I said, how can a company better market their firm? And and you hit it right on the head. I mean, you said from day one before that project starts, you know, you're thinking about that that end goal. How are we going to 
not only photograph this and stage this photo, what angles and the lighting and the the decor and the views, whatever it may be. And then you're, you're building that whole mindset throughout the entire project and then taking that high end uh, photo and then you're broadcasting it through all your social media, all your platforms. And that's how you can effectively market your brand. No matter if you're doing a bathroom, no matter if you're a small design firm or a big design firm, it doesn't matter. Like you can still set the stage for that. Yeah, I would say um, too. You know, a lot of a lot of young designers reach out to me and are trying to break through right now. And my advice to them is to to pick one of the jobs that they have and to figure out how they can float the job. And by that, I mean um, you you kind of start paying for some things yourself in the name of good photos. And um, and those that one project, if you can get one solid project that's really really well done and really well styled and really photograph uh, photographed well, a great photographer, um, those photos, even if you have to go in the hole ten grand, those will take you to another level. And then every other job you get from there on is meeting that level, you know. And you can you can sort of exceed the level every single time. But the photos are the only way to get there. They're the only way to tell the story. And so I think that it's worth investing in yourself that way. Even if your client is not, you know, if you have a client with lower budget, that's totally okay. Invest in yourself. Invest in those photos. I love that. That's such good advice, uh, Jenny, because, you know, you hear the term and sales a lot lost leader, right? And that's really yeah. what it is. You're, yeah. you're taking a venture on something and, and investing in it, just like you would do in your education or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to use that to catapult your business and your branding into a bigger mm-hmm. job, you know, the bigger, the, the, the next one. And, and don't get lost in, in today, chase that experience, not that money, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I would, I would even find, you know, find an opportunity, like a, a great blank canvas, a good client that would be willing to work with and work, work at a discount, work for free. Even I don't care. You just need one set of good photos and those photos will, will get you new clients for forever and ever. I love that. And Jenny, it's funny because as we were talking about Pinterest, what's, what's fascinating is of, you know, from afar, as I look at some of these huge influencers, such as yourself and some others in town, you know, they have millions of views a month on Pinterest, right? Millions. And you think about how powerful that is that you can reach so many people Mm -hmm. through that platform a lot more. And it's a lot more targeted approach than some of the other social media that's out there. Oh yeah. It's really, really easy to get um, a lot of eyeballs more than, you know, Instagram with the algorithm changes and everything. It's a little bit harder to sort of hit that like giant traction where you go a little bit more viral. Uh, Pinterest is a way easier to, yeah, easy. It's very easy for, um, for people who don't have a huge Instagram following or to get really big views on Pinterest. I love that. So let me ask you this. So over the years, so you have, you know, we talked about your experiences, you were in magazines and marketing and, you know, Pinterest and blogging and all these different things. So how has all of that influenced your design? Because you know, you've, and we'll get into this. You, you have an interior design business. You have a art shop, we'll talk, you know, print shop we'll talk about later, but you've also got into rehab and, and flipping and investing. So how, how, you know, has that influenced your taste in design as an interior designer? Oh yeah. You know, it's been, it's been cool to be able to do a really a wide range of, of types of jobs, you know, in the beginning, like every designer, you know, I was doing smaller budget jobs. And then um, sort of as, as my, as my career grew and as I invested in those photos, right. As <laughs> that I was able to get, to get bigger jobs with bigger budgets. And, um, and, you know, each of those different types of jobs bring different, uh, different levels of challenges um, and unique challenges. And they, I really love working with people a lot, um, but you know there are some challenges with 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 doing any sort of service industry client work. And um, I think just to sort of swing back to what we were talking about earlier, it's like I I there was kind of this like fork in the road moment where I had to decide, okay, what's the driver of my business? Am I going am I going to continue to focus on trying to get these higher end jobs, or is the focus is the driver going to be influencer marketing and then eventually my own products? And, uh, and so I, I had to make that call because, you know, I, I, it really was like, I had like two or maybe even three full-time jobs, which, you know, do the math there. It doesn't really work. Yeah. It doesn't work. <laughs> yep. And a mom and four kids. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there was not a lot of sleep happening, you know? And so I think that, um, you know, obviously there's some sustainability issues there, but there's also, there's also the issue of, of muddiness in the messaging you know, and, um, and I think with, with really the, um, you know, interaction we have with our, with our, with our following, 
like you, you can't have that muddiness. There has to be like the people who are doing the best right now are just so zeroed in, like dialed in on what their lane is. And like, I admire those people so much. So I really, I had to, I had to make the, the decision to take the, the experiences that I got from high-end interior design work um, and apply it to, to influencer marketing and to, and to selling my own products. And so that was kind of, that was kind of this big shift for me. And um, I, I, I cannot say how grateful I am for um, those years that I got to do, to do those higher end jobs because they taught me a lot about this business and we're, and I was able to pivot a little bit and we've, we've done some, some flip projects, but you know, the interesting thing about the flips is like, we, we don't make a, t- a ton of money on the back end, you know, when the house is closed or whatever, you know, we're basically kind of zeroing out <laughs> what, what we, what we spend, like, you know, that's never the goal. The goal is always the content. The goal is always good photos. The goal is to, is to work with brands on these houses. You know, I'll collaborate with like big brands like, like Lowe's and, you know, we've done a lot with like Bedrosians and, and Wayfair. And, you know, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. We've worked with basically every single company and, you know, it's, it's cool because when you, when you've proven yourself as, as a designer and you've proven yourself as somebody who's willing to openly share about ideas and tips and uh, content on social brands are just aching to work with people who are going to show their products in the best possible light. So it's been, it's been fun to sort of do these like selective flip projects where we can reach out to partnerships or, or people reach out to us and we say, awesome, we've got a house that your product would look great. in. like, let's figure out how to do this and this and this, you know, and get, get creative there. Um, but it's, it's, it's kind of fun to be at the end of, you know, multiple, multiple careers, you know, it has felt like many different careers and come and bring them all together and sort of like use the experience that I've had and all those things um, and kind of what feels like this like final stage where everything's coming together. I love that. So what's interesting is, you know, without diving into your business strategy, right, that's not the intent here, Jenny, but, you know, over your career, you've seen, okay, you've, you've made a decision that really your goal is to be an influencer and work with brands. And so you've created these businesses and, you know, projects and ventures to support you know, that end goal, right? You know your focus, it's dialed in and that's why you're doing that. And so is is that really what led to the decision? Because our, when we met, you know, you were just changing from, uh, if I understand right, from design into, you know, flips and, and yeah. uh, other things that kind of support that. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a really amazing opportunity to be able to do that. I think that I mi- I like I said, I, I do miss the sort of the client interaction um, that I had before when we were doing doing more client work. Um, but now with these with these flips, it's been it's been a really powerful opportunity to to um, to be able to work with brands in uh, it kind of. So I'll say, you know, back when we were doing client work, we were also trying to see if there was a way to integrate um, influencer marketing with with these higher end client jobs. And that got a little messy. It was a little bit tricky. And it was almost like there was like one too many parties in the mix, you know, mm-hmm. and one too many, um, too many, you know, every single one of the people that's involved from the client to the contractor to the designer to then the brand. And then sometimes there's, there's a third party, you know, media company, like a, like a magazine or whatever, like all of those people have kind of different end goals for the project. And you're kind of that cog in the center <laughs> that's trying to make it all work and get everyone their ideal output, you know, their ideal end. Um, and um, often what happened was I was finding that I was sort of not getting what I needed out of it because I was working on trying to get everyone else what they most needed out of it. And that, and that was a little bit tricky. And the cool thing about doing my own rehabs um, is that it, it eliminates a couple of steps, you know, and a couple of, a couple of, um, a couple of people, a couple of interests in the, mm-hmm. in the equation there. And, um, I'm able to make calls that are really just more helpful for my brand and for the brand that I'm helping to support. So that I think has been probably the most powerful thing, um, with, with doing our own rehabs and, um, is something that like, it, it'd be hard to go back from, from that. You know, that's fascinating because, you know, Jenny, you made that point that it gives you some little more freedom in design. And it's not that you don't love working with people and seeing, you know, their passion come to life and building their vision. But 
what what this pivot has done with your career is it's allowed you now to be a little more targeted approach with the vendors and make that decision and and be in control of all that creativity. Yeah. Um, and and what I love, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna put this picture up because it's probably one of my favorite projects I've ever seen. It's gone viral, and you know it's once the Evergreen project, right? The Evergreen house that you did. Yeah. And it's got like I've seen that on Instagram and Pinterest, like it's <laughs> everywhere, right? Everyone loves it. So was that, you know, that's your project, of course. I mean, were you was that all your creativity to kind of morph that into to what we see now as it's finished? You know, that one, that was an interesting project, um, which segues perfectly on what we were just talking about, about like sort of like, you know, competing interests. Um, we did that with um, with a partner and he um, he has his own brand and he he um, sort of owned uh, he was running the contracting side of it, too. Um, and so we th that one was it. I think it was great because we did we got to do a lot of what we wanted to. But there were a lot of calls on the budget that um, that I did not have a lot of flexibility on. And so mm -hmm. that was an interesting challenge, which, you know, there's always budget challenges, you know. And so I think that I'm used to doing that. And we were it was fun to sort of have to get creative about about how to make, you know, sort of like mid end or sometimes even like real expensive stuff look more affordable. And um, and that was that was really it was fun to do that. Um, but it, it, it was interesting coming on the back end of that and going, you know, I think really next time we'd really like to do this whole thing like soup ourselves. ourselves. Yeah. And, you know, and it's funny that every single project there, it's like one less person is involved, <laughs> and, <laughs> you, know, you know, just because it's like, you, really, I'm, I'm learning to trust myself more on, you know, with, with just like all of the decisions and, and, and seeing that like the projects where I have full control always end up telling the story the story that I needed to tell the best, you know? And so I think that that's something that, you know, has to be worked toward. And obviously there's like many like financial implications there and also just like sort of like business risk, you know? Um, but, but as, as sort of you become, begin to trust yourself and your, your, your ability to get things done in the way that you need to get it done, you know, it's kind of, it's been fun to, to get there. So now that you're taking over everything, Jenny, as far as, you know, the build, the design and, and everything yourself, it's, it's, you know, you've become more strategic there. You know, what are some of the things you've learned, you know, in these flips and investments and design that maybe you wish you would have known before? Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Where to start, that's, right? Yeah, that's a, right. For real. Like, that's a that's a that's a big question. Um, I think that, you know, flips are different than client work. You know, I, I think that's that's like a that's an obvious thing. And um, and I think that just like with anything, you get a reputation, you know, in the community and um, you have to I think that I'm learning about what to spend my money on and what what, what are things that people actually care about. And, you know, I won't without naming names. I remember a few several years ago, I, I walked through um a high-end flipper here in the Valley was doing an open house and I don't know them very well, but I walked through it and they have a really, you know, amazing reputation here. Um, and I walked through and I was surprised at some of the finished choices they had made. Um, and I was like, this is, huh, interesting, really expensive neighborhood, expensive home, multi-million dollar home. I think it was 3 million. No, it was two, 2 million. And, um, and I, and I was surprised at some of the, the, the finishes that they had picked thinking that, thinking that everything, you know, needed to be sort of at the level of what I would pick for my clients for a $2 million project, you know? So, um, you know, the direction that I approve of or would want to go with, you know, and I would say too, that actually their business is in a different spot than I think they wanted it to be today. And, um, and, and that might be a signal at some of the other things that were going on. And so I think that I really, you know, have learned that, um, you gotta, you gotta, of course, focus on the numbers. The numbers really matter, but quality matters more to me. And making sure that the homeowner um, is really satisfied with the job that we did and that everything's done well, um, that matters to me quite a bit. And so um, I think that that's why I, I, you know, if you've listened to me talk on social media about flipping it all, I kind of, I kind of have like a down <laughs> stance about it, just because. Um, I think that uh, it's hard to do well without sort of like the influencer backing behind it, without a lot of free or comped product. 
Um, and a lot of like, a lot of like other, you know, if, if you don't like, we don't, we have the luxury of not needing the, you know, you know, like I said, the closing costs to be like our, our big revenue genu- generator. Like we, we, you know what I mean? And so it's, Absolutely. it's yeah, it's, it's, I think it's a little bit of a tricky thing. And so we, we, um, I don't really love the word flip and I don't, <laughs> it's kind of like a four letter word for me a little bit, um, <laughs> I, you know, you have to be, you have to be really careful there. And I think, I think you have to really focus on, on, on integrity there in the, in the work that you do and in the products that you pick. And, um, and, and that can, that can be a little bit tricky and can be competing as far as like, as far as like business, you know, numbers go. It's, it's really a hard, it's a really a fine balance there between the integrity and, and when you're doing an investment property like that, because as you mentioned, it's, it's really hard to be thinking of, okay, the profit and risk of the job, but at the same yeah. time, you don't want to jeopardize on inferior finishes and selections that are going to fail or be, you know, cheap for that yeah. word, you know, better term. Yeah. Um, right. and, and where you have leverage, if we will, over other people in that industry is that, you are an influencer. You have brands participating, and mm-hmm. and there's it's it's not just hey we're gonna make X dollars on this project. This is to to cata you know to to launch brands and recognition yeah. and help and and so there's a different strategy there, and that makes a lot more sense for our listeners to understand kind of your strategy with that market. Yeah, yes, it is. I will say though too, I think it's easy to to say, you know, only people who have hundreds of thousands of followers are going to be able to get this kind of free product and that's true for some for some things, you know. But like I was saying earlier, like so many brands are just looking for photos. They're just looking for people who can deliver on installed beautiful styled photos, you know. And um so if you if you can show that you can deliver on that, like they they don't care how many followers you have, they just want the photos. So I think that um I think that you know kind of again investing going out of pocket to get a really great project that you post ad nauseum. Like I don't care like get get you know 300 photos of that project of every ang- possible angle close up for you know and post that like crazy for a year and you you'll see what the magic that comes from that and you'll see that you're able to reach out to brands and say like hey i'm not looking for a paycheck from you but i'd love to get i'd love to get these you know two slabs of quartz donated for this project and here's the deliverables that i give you for that i'll give you these photos and i'll give it to you this timing and you know they'll be all high res that you can use on your website and then of course you know you have you have rights to them you can use them in ads you can use you know like if you if you're smart about it it, it you know it's possible to get a lot of free product donated um, for these brands you know what that's such sound advice jenny because I've seen that just from afar with different um, influencers out there, and some only have ten or twelve thousand followers, and yeah. some have seventy, and some have oh, five hundred. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's really it doesn't matter. What, yeah. What's the core, and what are they? You know, what is kind of their message and branding, and then how mm-hmm. are they? You, how they and then what's their audience, right? Yeah. Some people might have a huge following, and you don't know how authentic it is, or even if it's the right following that the brand is looking for. I would say too, it's a great strategy for getting a bigger following is working with these brands because then they, they use they, your content, they tag you and then, and then it just sort of spirals and everything grows exponentially from there. Well, what's nice too. I mean, if you're looking at, you know, Instagram's a little more pay to play and it's become a little bit more challenging, yeah. but the one thing that they do have now, uh, they have that promotional, uh, co-branding with the company. So, uh, you know, some of these big brands can actually, go into your personal feed and put dollars behind it and yeah. and make it a national campaign. And they do that because they don't want, they want it to meet, be more sub, you know, subliminal as they're sending mm-hmm. that message out through your platform. And so it's kind right. of building your profile and they're putting the dollars behind it. Yeah. Right. I know it's, it's, it's crazy. So, <laughs> it's crazy so, so let me ask you this, Jenny, cause I know, you know, I want to be sensitive to your time as, as you're busy and have a lot going on. So as you know, we've talked a lot about social media and, and you've been super successful in blogging and all these different ventures, but you also have, another small business, you know, you have your print shop. And so was that always a passion? I mean, how did that come into play? So the print shop was an amazing sort of like organic development. We were installing these two cabins that we do this property. Um, it's like an hour outside of Portland and hood river, Oregon. Um, we did two cabins on one big property and um we it was kind of out in the woods like it was it was pretty much it was it was a remote install for sure and we brought tons of stuff with us for uh i think we were there for like a week at least a week for that install and um you know it was a lot of product to bring and we um 
we were short on some art. We had, they had, the contractor had, had to end up, you know, change a, a mantle dimension without talking to us. They ended up having to cut down this, like this reclaimed beam. And so we got the art wrong that we had brought up and um, we were scrambling. It was the last day of the shoot. We were, <clears throat> we were heading home and it was just like this total scramble. So um, I didn't have time to procure a new print for above the mantle. And I happened to have this like high res um, image on my computer. And so we literally just sent it into like FedEx Kinko's <laughs> and, um, and threw it in, uh, threw it in a frame from like Michael's arts and crafts and uh, popped it up on, on, on the mantle, just to sort of like a, make it work. You know, we need something up there. And um, I share, you know, as we were, we were getting ready to leave, this was, this was probably, when was this? I think this was 2017. Um, we, I was sharing, you know, I sort of did like an Instagram live as we were leaving the property and I got so many questions about the art print. And, um, and I was like, Oh, that's just an image. I, I printed out myself that I had. And, um, and it was interesting. I, a massive amount of feedback about that art print and people saying like, Oh, okay, Hey, can I, can I buy that file from you? Like, I'd love to print it myself too. Or would you be willing to print out, you know, that and sell it to me? Like, I don't really want to deal with it. And it was, it was, we, we drove up to, all the way from Phoenix to, um, to, to Portland. And wow. so I had a, I know it was a stupid real, it was not ideal. <laughs> it was a bad idea. Um, but I had this like 20 hour drive home from Portland and, um, you know, I, I just kept thinking about all the people that were reaching out about, about that, about that art print. And I thought, you know, there's a business here. There's something here. Like people, people are struggling to find large format art or just, you know, certain types of art. And I have, you know, more than 10 years at that point of experience in interior design and really knowing what images and what types of artwork, reproduced artwork look good in a home, you know, and art is such a subjective thing. And I'm a big believer in original art and supporting artists. Um, and, you know, but it's all, I think it's all about the mix too. We have so much, <laughs> so much space in our homes to fill up with art. And so I think it's like, you know, we can, you know, easily grab something from Target or Home Goods or whatever, just because we're trying to fill all those like nooks and crannies or whatever. But I thought, what, what about offering some inexpensive options that would look good in, in, you know, depend, no, no matter what your budget is, you, there's a space for it. And so I sort of on that long drive home brainstormed different ways to do it and, you know, scrambled in a couple of weeks later, we launched uh, a, a version of, of the print shop where it was just digital downloads. It was $20 and you download the file and upload it to, you know, Costco or wherever and, and print it, print it yourself and frame it yourself. And um, it was crazy. It was, it was amazing. It, the, the response from day one was, was really quite overwhelming. Um, and since then it has become, this whole business. I mean, really, I would say that it's it's almost probably our primary focus right now, um, and that that we we really have two two big focuses. But um, but it's become this whole this whole other thing. And I remember, um, you know, now we sell physical prints too. We have prints that are up to eighty inches wide. We sell a lot. So really large format prints and, and everything's under $200. And I remember listening to a podcast, I think it was Tim Ferriss, maybe. Do you know who that is? I um, don't. Uh -uh. He, yeah, he's, a, he's an interesting, an interesting podcaster um, and talks a lot about a lot about business and product and strategy there. I remember him saying once that um, he always recommended that people um, that if you're starting a product line to figure out to find something that's under the $200 price point because it's um, it's uh, market resilient, which, you know, as a, as a side note, you know, markets are crashing right now and we are, our sales have been consistent. We haven't seen any sort of dip yet. And I know that's not the case with a lot of my friends who have higher end, um, higher end products, product lines. Mm -hmm. um, those are the first ones to go during your crash. So anyway, so he talks about the importance of uh, under $200 price point because it's kind of ends up being in that like splurge category or like sort of like a um, make you feel good about your bad situation <laughs> category, you know, <laughs> where you're like stressed out and you want you know, a stress purchase or whatever. And it's not expensive enough to, uh, to deal with returns. So we have a really low return rate. So there's some interesting strategy that goes behind it. But beyond that, the most important thing I would say is that we organically through through interacting with our community 
found a product that they really needed and that I was uniquely good at delivering for them. And so it, it, it's become this, this really amazing uh, opportunity for us to grow this, this sort of separate product line. And um, I, I've realized how amazing it is to sell product versus- Versus, <laughs> yeah. You're right, yeah. versus just- versus just Work for know, a fee. Yes, for, for, for your time. It's like, you yeah. know, there's only so much time that you can give and only so much availability you have to share your expertise. And so I think literally, I think every single influencer should have their own product line, At, like without fail. I don't care if you have 200 followers or 2 million followers, like, you know, every single one of these, uh, these people on Instagram should be selling their own product because that, that has to do with the brand that you're building. You know, it's, it's just, it's such an easy, it's such an easy way to expand your offerings and to uh, uh, allow your community to interact with you on another plane. Uh, it's just a no brainer. I think I'm, I, if, I feel like that's like the thing that I'm like at the top of the hill shouting <laughs> as loud as I can, you should have a product. Everyone should have a product because it's just so, it's so fun. It's so great. Well, I think you hit, hit it right on the head too, Jenny, because any successful business, you know, especially those that become take off just like yours did is you, you find not, not avoid, but you find an opportunity in the market where, uh, you know, art makes everything look better, right? Have an art and an accent piece in the house, but not everyone has maybe 10, 15, $20,000, right? To put a piece yeah. of art. Whereas you found a market saying, instead of just going to, you know, where there's 50,000 in target or home goods, here's yeah. some dedicated stuff for supporting local artists. And we're under that price point where it's convenient. It's, it, it, it helps build your brand. You can put it in your homes and design, but now retail people can buy it and afford it and, and beautify yeah. their home. Yeah. And, and, you know, a lot of, a lot of the people who follow me are not able, you know, they're not doing huge remodels or they're not, you know, right. they don't have these enormous, it's, it's a way for them. I think it's like thinking about who your, who your customer is and ways that they can interact with your brand in a real way at, at every level, you know, at every, every avatar, every person that you're imagining that is following you, like how, how can they interact? How are you delivering opportunities for them to interact with your brand and be happy about it, be satisfied with it? I love it. You're just bringing it all home, all to that platform, right? And still giving everyone access, no, no, no matter their budget or capability to hire you. You know what, too, Brad? I think that's the coolest part about what um, about what we do here, what we share on Instagram, is that what we have something that that magazines would have killed for back in 2007, back in the old school way, is we have immediate feedback, immediate customer feedback with this engagement that we have through social media platforms, we, we are getting all sorts of insight into what people want and what, and what people are responding to. If you're paying attention, like you you just follow where the, the voices are telling you to go, you know, and it's just, it's like, you know, every, the success will follow after that, but just, just make sure you're, you're taking care of your, your person, your client, your, your customer, your, your, your community um, first. And then all the ideas, all the important feedback, all of that will just sort of follow naturally. I love it, Jenny. So that, I mean, I don't know how to top that. So let, <laughs> so let me ask you this then. So what, so what's next for, uh, for Jenny Comenda? What's next for you and how can our listeners find you, you know, through your social media handles and, um, other businesses that you have? This year, yeah, we're working on a, another flip project this year. I'm finishing up my, my own house and we're, we just moved to, to a new uh, to a new big office that we're we're remodeling right now, so we're sharing all of that on Instagram. And then uh, my my I've sort of pulled myself a little bit out of operations now that we've kind of got up and running uh, in a in a meaningful way. And I'm I'm gonna write a book this year. That's the plan. So wow, are you <laughs> serious? Yeah, no yeah. I mean, talk about old school, but I think that's that, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm really Are you able to, to tell us what the, the text or content, uh, you know, content will be or is that uh, to be to, or to be released later? No, no, no. Yeah, we're, we're it's it's really going to be um, so I want it to be kind of this like a, a, a big collection of all of my tips. Um, I really like sharing um, like sort of like informational tips, like how to, like how to think about design, how to approach designing, uh, how to, how to work with a designer, you know, I think is going to be even a part, a section on in there, but really it's like, you know, the details of design, the, the how to, and um, I think that, you know, this, this new house that we're, this new flip that we're going to be working on is kind of going to be a little bit of like the storytelling, you know, of, of like those, those tips, it's like the tips applied, but you know, we have like 13, 14 years of, of, uh, of imagery 
um, that we can use to sort of support that storytelling. I'm really excited about it. I hope I hope that you know I care a lot about people and making people feel really empowered in uh, in their design decisions, um, so that they can really love their spaces and love their home. And um, and I think that this is a fun a fun way to sort of you know put it all together in one place you know, 13, 14 years of blogging and sharing on social media, like all those tips are going to be in, in one place and hopefully have some really beautiful imagery to back it up. That, so that is amazing. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. So I think, I think it's It's going to be a lot of work. Everyone I know that's written a book is like, Oh man, <laughs> you're climbing a mountain here. Like this is going to be, this is going to be a lot, but you know, I think, I think it's something I'm going to be grateful that I spent the time on. Good for you. Well, that's a that's a big endeavor. So congrats yeah. with everything else you have going on. I'm very impressed. Thank you. So where can our listeners find find you too? Yeah, we have three three Instagram accounts. Um, I run my own on it's at Jenny Commenda, and then uh, we have Juniper Home, which is the name of our blog and um, and where we share a lot of design uh, content. And then Juniper Print Shop is is the print shop account. Awesome. Okay. I'll make sure those are tagged in our profile. And again, Jenny, you've been amazing. Thank you so much for sharing so much good information with our listeners. Thanks for having me, Brad. It was really fun. Just wanted to give a big thanks to Jenny again for coming on the podcast and sharing such insightful information for all of us. And definitely stay tuned. I hope you guys all have a great week. And we have some amazing guests coming up in the pipeline here on the next few podcasts. So definitely stay tuned.